It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The second episode of the Ultimate Cavs Show is up online on YouTube right now. It's also on podcast form. The second episode of the Ultimate 216 Show debuts tomorrow with Earl the Pearl. Make sure you guys tune into that. All of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show's full episodes and special team shows are also available via podcast. If you can't watch it live and you want to listen to it on a drive, you can also find it wherever you get all your podcasts. Bull, do we want to continue that little Deshaun Watson thing? We had to stop at the end, or do you want to move on? It's up to Earl, you do you feel like you need to get another point in, or are you good? No, I'm good. All right, we're good. I don't, I don't think awesome. I can. Awesome. Well, let's move on to yeah. – uh, we're going to put ourselves in Andrew Barry's shoes. And by here. the way, sorry to cut you off, Mike, but – Of course. We'll certainly be having plenty of Deshaun oh, Watson yeah. conversation. <clears throat> Tune in tomorrow yeah, and the yeah, next I mean, day. What's that? What's and that? The next day. One of 50,000 before the season yeah. starts? Yeah. I, I think we've got to remember that the majority of people in Cleveland, certainly myself included, even for those who don't believe me, we all want, or most of us, want Deshaun Watson to succeed. <clears throat> Everybody wants him to play well, but it, I think we, the debate is how much has he proven? I mean, like time? you said, the majority. I feel like this. If you're a Cleveland Browns fan, if you're yeah. a true Cleveland Browns fan, and you don't like Deshaun Watson to the point to where you don't want to see him be successful, yeah. then, you, then you're a fool because his success – Helps the yeah, Cleveland I mean, Browns become more successful. Ultimately, yes, yes. So it's, it's, there's always going to be – you don't have to like every player on your team, nah. but you should want them to succeed. I think that's – otherwise, you're not really a fan. Go ahead, Mike. Well, speaking of players everybody likes, we're going to talk a little Nick Chubb here. Yeah. There's no dissension. No on debate there. <laughs> like, don't like. Everyone's a big fan of Nick Chubb. I want you guys to put yourself in Andrew Berry's shoes. You have a list of off-season priorities. It could be one to two points long. It could be 55 points long. That doesn't matter for the discussion we're about to have here. Where does reworking and figuring out the Nick Chubb contract situation rank on your list of offseason priorities if you, Bolt, G, Earl, if you guys were Andrew Berry? Where does figuring out the Nick Chubb situation rank? Go ahead, Earl. You go first. Start us off. Uh, For me, it'll be third. I need an impact wide receiver. I need an impact defensive tackle. The reason why it would be third is because he's already under contract. But I'm doing everything in my power. I think his cap hit this upcoming season is 15.8. I'm doing everything in my power to rework that deal, to give him a four-year deal, to ensure that he retires at Cleveland Brown. I think Nick Chubb is arguably the best player on this team, and I think he's one of the best people uh, inside this entire franchise. You know, they talk about smart, like accountable and tough and hardworking and all that other stuff. He's the epitome of everything that you want and the culture change that you want in a player on the football field. Every time that you hear <coughs> Andrew Barry speak about Nick Chubb, it's almost like he's talking about one of his kids, right? You know, we talk a lot about the running back position being devalued. And I've heard Andrew Barry say, yeah, certain running backs are certain running backs, but Nick Chubb is kind of the exception to that rule. I think how he's viewed in this organization is very, very high. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, like, he probably got more juice than Paul D. Podesta. We all know Paul D. Podesta got a lot of juice. Mm. So I will put it third on the list simply because he's already under contract. Go get me an impact wide receiver. Go get me a young stud defensive tackle. And then make sure that my running back uh, is locked up. So for the rest of his career, we've seen a running game struggle, you know, as the season went on without Nick Chubb. He's very important inside this organization and on the football field. 
Gee. I'm going to move with it. I, I like what Earl said. So, uh, you know me, I'm an operation stockpile. I not only need to figure out for Nick Chubb, I need to figure out some more room so I can give me a, I want another running back. I've already decided I was up. I was tall. I was looking around last night. I was, I was fixing me some ramen noodles. <laughs> Shouldn't be eating that with all that salt. My Chicken doctor. flavor? Huh? Chicken flavor? Yeah, chicken flavor. And okay. by the way, nobody can make your ramen noodles. Everybody got it different. Facts. Don't don't facts. know. My wife be like, let me make you some. No, no, no. Don't you touch my noodles, fam. <clears throat> I do that for myself. But the long story short is, I need to allocate some money for not Chubb, but that running back room. I want, I'm, listen, I'm not into experimenting. Jerome Ford is a nice third back. He's a third back. I'm not trying to see, maybe he'll get better. I need a bona fide guy to go with Nick Chubb so I can give him the carries. When Nick Chubb was good, guess who else was, was good? Kareem Hunt was in his prime. And that's when you saw prime Chubb when you go back to them Baker years when they did go to the playoffs 2020. I need another running back. And by the way, I, I go re, re, redo his, his contract because the number one priority is wide receiver. So them doing that, freeing up some money, now gives me a little bit of time and energy and money to go get, get my uh, wide receiver. So to me, I think it's the number one priority. Um, I think, you know, it, it deserves to be the number one priority because it is Nick Chubb. He is probably the best person on your football team. And the one thing that I, I look at the Cleveland Browns and I look at a lot of people, <clears throat> and this is why I get angry sometimes. Don't look at uh, you know, one or two people uh, that you may not like and say, I'm not going to support the Cleveland Browns. There is the, the fact that Nick Chubb is the epitome of what all of y'all posers, y'all be lying. Y'all be like, we want guys to give the ball to football back to the referee. We don't want guys on social media. We don't want guys doing this in the club. We don't want guys showing their flaunting their. This guy does all that and above. And, and yet and still, the thing that irks me is, oh, he not worth $16 million? Even if they don't do redo the contract. My thing is, y'all gave Jack Conklin all that doggone money, and he ain't half the person Nick Chubb is. Don't be telling me about how Nick Chubb got to give money back and Jack Conklin has been on the gravy train. He's a steak eater. Listen, Nick Chubb was a bus driver. That man, oh, if you got to pay him the 16, we're going to find out and we're going to get it from somebody else. Pay him the 16. Pay him the 16. All that other stuff. Don't tell me about how you, you champion all this. No. If, if, you, if that's what you respect, show the man the respect. Now you want him to give some money back because why? You made a mistake on Conklin? I would argue that most people would agree that Jack Conklin was a mistake. I don't think there was anybody arguing for Jack Conklin giving, getting the money that he got. Uh, Mike, I just here's the thing. I I I have taught we've talked about a lot when it comes to all sports about analytics, right? And I think I always said I think it's important to balance heart or gut and analytics, right? Mm -hmm. That the best teams have both working hand in hand. I don't know that that's always easy to do because sometimes those work against each other, right? The analytics will tell you that Nick Chubb is not far from going over the cliff based on traditional running backs. It will also tell you that it's insane to pay $16 million for a running back because no team has, like, look at, you have that tweet, Mike? I'll give one sec. Most teams that, if you look at the Super Bowl teams, most of them, the running back takes up an extremely small percentage of their cap. I think all of them. Right. Let's see. Let's see this list. You take you got it, it? Yep. And take it full. This is from Marcus Mosier, the cap hit of the uh, running backs 
of the Super Bowl winning teams since so, oh, only the Super Bowl winners. Correct. Because McCaffrey was probably higher. Now, I can't read this because my eyes aren't good enough to read that small. What's the highest percentage of a Super Bowl winner in the last 15 years? Marshawn Lynch, Lynch in 2013, 6.2% of the cap. Okay. Now, at $16 million, the cap's going to be what, about 250 next year? I don't want to say yes. I think it's going to be like 250. It's supposed to go up pretty high. So at 16 million, uh, that you're talking what? Uh, that's about a third, six, nine, twelve. The estimated cap's 242. 242. All right, so that's about one fit. What's uh, that? It's is 15 percent. How much percent? About 15 percent. If he gets paid 16 million, I just did 242 divided by 16, and that's 15 per 15. Okay. So 15%, that seems crazy. Now, Christian McCaffrey probably took up about 15% of the 49ers cap, and they don't regret having him there. Nick Chubb, and I I am usually, when it comes to keeping older players, I'm like, once they get old, that's it. Done, move on, get a young guy. Now, I have to be careful because, just like I accuse people of being biased when it comes to Deshaun Watson, I'm very biased when it comes to Nick Chubb. He is my all-time favorite Browns player. He is pro- I, I don't think I've ever liked the player more that didn't play for the Bengals. And even if I include, like, my Bengal fandom, he's one of my, probably my 10, maybe five favorite players ever in football. That's how much I like Nick Chubb. So I have to try to leave that out of it. Because there's a part of me that says, you can't pay this guy $16 million. That's crazy. You can't pay anybody, any running back $16 million. It's just not worth it. Now, ultimately, I don't think I'll have to make that decision because I think Nick Chubb will understand that if the Browns did cut him, which we hope they wouldn't do, nobody's paying him $16 million. You don't think so? No chance. No chance. I mean, who, who's the last running back that got paid that kind of money? McCaffrey. I think so, yeah. And McCaffrey's a little younger. Saquon got 12 to avoid the salary cap. Saquon got 12, okay? And that was just a one-year deal. N- n- nobody coming off of the injury. Like, Nick Chubb might not even be ready for the start of the season. Right. No way he's getting paid $16 million. We playing guards 13. G? <laughs> like, I like, hear both y'all. Like, I, I mean, Condi has been hurt plenty let of times. Let me ask you this. <laughs> it, now, let me make, first of all, when this is all over, I'm going to make the case that you have to keep Nick Chubb. But, right. let me, but along the way, let me just say okay. that if they did cut him, no other team's paying him $16 million. You know that. There's no way they're paying $16 million to a running back who's not going to be ready for the start no, of the man, season or may not. Sometimes, sometimes you know, you can't be so transactional. This is not a transactional move. Here's my problem. Okay, 7%. When I look, okay. Right. <laughs> it's a big difference. Right. I, I did the math wrong. I was trying to do it quick. I just did it. It's, it's 7% That's not of crazy. the cap. Okay. But here's the thing. He's, he's a reasonable dude. And as Earl said, you've got to extend this contract. So here's what I'd say to Nick okay. Chubb. Here's what I'd say to Nick Chubb. I'm going to give you a four-year deal. I like your – now, he's probably not going to be any good by that fourth year, but I'm going to give him a four-year deal. I'm going to guarantee him the first two years, guaranteed money the first two years, in which he will make a, – a, he'll, get, he'll get $12 million guaranteed and then another $4 million that he can likely make as long as he's healthy, okay. right? I, I'm, I'm making the whole contract roughly $24 million over four years. Now, you may say, well, that's not enough. He's a great back. He, he's he been a great back. I still think he can be. I would build in incentives there where, 
hey, Nick Chubb stays healthy, has a great season, wins rushing title, we can make more money and more money. But in terms of guarantees, I'm, I would guarantee him $12 million over two years with incentive to make more the next two years. And then I tack on two years on the contract beyond that that we will see not guaranteed. And I think <clears> he <throat> would take it. I think. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. I think he would take it because Nick Chubb loves playing for the Browns. And I think he sees that as good as he is, if you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And and this now he's at you're right, there's part of me that's like, this can't this team cannot have not have Nick Chubb. I cannot envision a scenario, I don't want to envision a scenario where Nick Chubb is on this roster. I believe he has to be here. And I think the Browns feel that way, which is why ultimately maybe he'll get a little more money than that. But Nick Chubb is the ultimate team guy. He knows what the running back market looks like. Running backs on the free agent market, get nothing. Get nothing. And as great as he is, that injury is a big factor. And he's 20, what, 8? He's 28. 28. At 28 coming off an injury, nobody's paying him big guaranteed money. I'm saying the Browns will guarantee him two years. At a lesser money, but they guarantee him two years. Here, that would be good. Here's, I, I, and then I, I put incentives in there where maybe he can make as much as $20 million over the next year. Here's a, the here's a thing that, that I, I think the Browns have to get to. You know, we, we give and we sit here and we praise these other teams. We praise the Ravens. We praise the Steelers. We talk about how all these people, the Miami Heat, have a culture. The Cleveland Browns have been jokes for the most part of 40 years. Yes. For me, I even thought about it when I went home. Kevin Stefanski won a coach of the year again. That's two and four years. Why didn't he got a contract? There was At, a report over the last few days. I don't know how much you guys talked about it that but but that he's gonna get one, but, but he hasn't. He but here's how you yeah. here's how you show people respect and how you show them that you are valued. Coach of the year, boom, the New money contract. on the table. No waiting. We got a protocol. We got. We do it like this. No. The, when I look at the when I look at the Ravens, Ray Lewis played for one team. Right. Ed Reed played for one team. Right. When they got Jonathan Ogden, he was their tackle forever, and they made sure that at the end of their career, they knew where they were, and that builds culture. That builds who you are. Now, when free agents come, they say, "Look." This how we treat our family members. When you are transition, when you are, you are a generational type player, we respect what you gave to the team. We respect what you did, and now teams value you. Free agents and say, "Well, look, I might take a little less to go play for the Browns because of right. the way they treat but their look people." At, look at running back, right? Like Derrick Henry's been a great player. He's probably gonna play for another team next year. Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry ain't Chubb. No, listen. Me, but let, Andrew Barry made that very clear, though. Right. He don't look at he don't yeah. look at Nick Chubb like he, I hear you. like yeah. everybody else look at but the running back position. You can't, you can't take what he says in a press conference as like, well, that's a fact. I mean, I mean, I can only take what he say on face value. Well, I can't, I can't, I can't I mean, twist his words. He said what he said. That's all I can I go know, off it's of. Meaningless. He's not. If he was thinking about cutting Nick Chubb, would he admit it now? 
I don't know. Of course, no, he's not going to admit that. It's, it's one of them things where you cannot afford to see Nick Chubb in another jersey. I, listen, That's I'm not arguing. It. My argument is not to cut Nick Chubb. I can't cut Nick Chubb. I don't, he has to be on this team. But you, you're not going to pay him $16 million. So let me. So um, they got to find. That's up to them. Right. That's up to them. They got to figure out the money. I think Nick Chubb will be here. I think they find the money. I, in the end, if I had to pay him $16 million, I, well, I don't think he's actually getting paid $16 million. I think that's just a cap hit, right? I think I think, I think what Bull is saying is, is strictly from a football player standpoint. I think where me and G is coming from, yeah, let's take the football and let's add that with who Nick Chubb is, the man, well, and, and, and how important he is to the organization. And so for that reason, it's like, well, Earl, we're, we're he got to call his own shot. Thing. Yeah, we I'm all saying the same thing, but I'm, I'm saying if it wasn't for that stuff, I would cut him probably. <laughs> if he wasn't Nick Chubb, if he was just random running back, <laughs> right? Who had the same career, but he wasn't this guy. I'd say let's just that, move on and find a new the, guy. The, the, but because he's Nick Chubb, I gotta find a way to keep him, the, even if I have to overpay him a little. The Browns are a little unorthodox, right? Like when they sure. looked at like. The way they evaluate things, people didn't like that Njoku deal a couple of years ago. That's true. And, that was and, and it turned out to be okay, right? They're, they're, playing, they're paying Amari Cooper a lot of money. Yeah. People will say, why would you pay Amari Cooper? Like, y'all got to have to find Well, another. they absorbed that contract. Right. You and know they, what I'm saying? That came with him. So. so, so, But here's the thing. Yeah. But people were talking about that last year. They got to right. figure out something. Yeah. And then Amari Cooper was like, no, I'm the all-time leading receiver in the game. You're not, not gonna because they're going to be having the same conversation about Amari. I think Amari's cap hit is somewhere around well, listen, $20 I million. don't want to debate about how much they should pay him. Ultimately, that's up to the Browns to figure out. I think we're all in agreement. You got to have Nick Chubb. Got to have him team. on his roster. And I would make that the first priority only because I can deal with that now. Right. Like, I don't have to wait. Dealing, getting a wide receiver or, as you suggested, another defensive lineman, I can't do that for another month. I can deal with Nick Chubb right now. I can restructure his contract. I can figure out a way. And I think if you can guarantee Nick Chubb money for two years, maybe even three, even if it's less money per year, it makes sense for all sides. <laughs> what if Andrew Barry, like, I restructure nothing to Moss restructured? <laughs> to what? <laughs> Until his contract is done. Oh, yeah. What if he's sitting there like, Not I ain't yet. doing nothing else? Well, well Deshaun <laughs> Watson. Tomas is taking yeah, care right. of. Deshaun Watson can, you know, come out. Yeah, I think Tom Brady had really great publicity when he did this. Tom Brady as well as Michael Jordan, as well as LeBron James, have been the best people in their sport by a, by a, a landslide. Like, it, they, they're up here, everybody else down here. But you know what they they never were? They were never the highest paid people in their in the game. Jordan played one year for $30 million, but he was never the highest paid. LeBron talks about it all the time. I could have got a, a jillion dollars, whatever the case may be. Deshaun Watson, he could come out and be like, look, we're going to make sure that we're going to keep our guys and we're going to get some more. You know yeah. how we're going to guarantee that? I don't care. They got to kick the can down the road 70 years and yeah. give me the Bobby Bonilla deal. Like, we need to have the Shohei Otani. We need that money yeah. to, to get people. Well, I mean, listen, I, I've been very critical of Jimmy Haslam, in my opinion, deservedly so. But the one thing I credit him for is he spends, right? Yes. That's the, if it wasn't for that, there'd be nothing good about him. But the Browns... Forget the cap, because the Browns actually have cap room. They won't for next year. They'll have to do some things. But in terms of money spent, actual, because there's a difference between money spent and cap hit. Yes. Right? Because right? all these right. things they do. In terms of money spent on the roster, I believe the Browns actually spent the most money on the on their roster in 2023, right? That is a fact. And they're yes. on, I think they're probably going to be that way in 24 also. 
if they restructure the deals, they have to pay it up front. So I can't imagine right. all the restructures upcoming, so, especially yeah, Watson there's, and some other listen, guys. As yeah. long as you're willing to continue to kick the can down the road, there is a lot of flexibility with the cap. But that doesn't necessarily mean you want to pay every guy over the top. But it does mean there's still flexibility to do all these things. I'm just thankful do. I got an owner who don't care nothing about writing that type of check, right? As long as Jimmy Haslam is willing to write the check for the Cleveland Browns to be competitive and have a chance to win the Super Bowl, then to me, he a good owner. He got that's over- just me. Well, he got, that's he got, just me. He got to overwrite like, them checks. That's, he, that's just my opinion. We can, I listen, I think he's a terrible owner, but we're not, I, I, we'll debate that another day yeah. because it, you, just spending money doesn't make you good. No, but you 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 give the Dodgers him. have spent the most money. They've won one World That's Series true. in forty all, years. All I'm saying is, and he, that was in a COVID. He, year. he gives he gives everybody in this building everything that they need to go be successful. No, he does from a financial standpoint. Only from only so, from a financial. Just standpoint. Do, do that but part. He does, a, he does a lot of things to hurt them. A well, lot here, of things. Here's the way I, I take I'll the say. bad with the good. Here's a, here's why. Listen, why do you have to have the bad? Can't I, you just have the good? I would give uh, not according to three six mafia. <laughs> <laughs> I would give. I don't got no problem giving my money to go support the Browns if financially they're like, look, we are willing to put, like for the Dodgers, look, there's a reason why they can get the cable deal they can get, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's the Dodgers. And they, you know every single year, even if we don't win, they are doing everything in their possible their, their pocketbooks to yes. make sure that they, you will never go say the Dodgers roster is lacking. You, they may not get it done in the end, yeah. but they ain't lacking. And the fact that the Browns, I'll give it to them. When you got your office aligned and all of them is making a shout out to the guards and tack. I mean, they they, they picked Jed Wills up fifth year. They gave Conklin a new deal. Your guards is getting 13, 12, 13 apiece. They signed Poachage. Yeah. I, we can't handle yeah, that. Spending a bu- they spend a lot the of money there. Yeah. There's no doubt. There's no complaint with the money spent. Uh, but I, I think in the end, we're all in agreement, Mike. Nick Chubb has to be on this team. One nobody wants priorities. to see him in another uniform. Yeah, if it, I, it would not be good. I would rather any – like, as much as I love Miles Garrett, if you said, okay, only one of those two guys, Miles Garrett or Nick Chubb, can spend their whole career in Browns uniform, who would you take? I would take Nick Chubb. Mm. As much as I love Miles Garrett, too. I ain't going to lie, I'm taking Nick Chubb. Hey, man. Y'all That's a tough damn, one for you, bro. G. That's I ain't even going to hold you. Man, like, listen, y'all, man, look, can we have both? We can, but yeah. I'm putting you in a tough spot here, the bad scenario. You had to choose. I think Miles Garrett going to retire early. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> nah, for I'm for real. Like I think he's gonna just go like, like play, play he's with dinosaurs. One, yeah, and, like he like weird. Like he's gonna become a scientist or something. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. he gonna he ain't gonna play. You ain't gonna see Miles Garrett break yeah. down. Like, I said I said play with dinosaurs as if dinosaurs still exist. By the way, yeah. Well, uh, but by the way, you know. But does everybody know? And then there's a lot of dumb people out there that <laughs> dinosaurs and, and fools. humans never coexisted. Are you aware true. of that? Yeah, dinosaurs were. On Jurassic Park, they I did. bet you there's a lot of people that don't know that, but did or you, don't believe it. Did, did you know that during the same time there was three or four species of homogeneous uh, 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 primates that walked Earth at the same time? Our cousins, <laughs> some were early, early cousins, <laughs> early cousins. Some were bigger brains, and, yep. and we just uh, outlived them. And the ones with the, the small brains, they're living down in uh, like Alabama. <laughs> oh, <look. laughs> I'm laughing at my boys. Hey, no, seriously though, 
They did. Homo erectus. <laughs> like, That's no, his name. I, I said on Jurassic Park they did. That's like, true. On Jurassic they Park, they brought, they brought the dinosaurs back. Well, Jurassic Park was based off a real story, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> the movies have never lied before, just yeah, like GM and so, press but conferences But by, by the way, since yeah. they, they, they just said I was being reverse racist in the, in the chat, For but real? I am going to say some reverse racist stuff. Black people ain't bringing the dinosaurs back. That was you guys. <laughs> White people. <laughs> yeah, we, we, was like, we were sitting there like, this is a bad idea. So I'll be going to, to therapy. To me, black people cannot be racist, but that's the. I'll be, go, I'll be going to therapy around, like him, and my therapist told me angry. I need to stop reading the chat. You uh, for real? Yeah. It's very unhealthy. Social media is very bad for your mental yeah. health. Well, sometimes I just got enough energy for the yeah. chat. Sometimes what I. What did they call you a reverse racist for? I think because they said Jack Conklin was um, he because he is a Caucasian yeah. and he didn't deserve his money. But since Nick Chubb was black, he deserved his money. Uh, well, Nick <laughs> Chubb deserves his money more than Jack Conklin. It has zero to do with their race. Right. I didn't know where uh, that came from. But we all do see race. Don't say you don't see race because we figured you out. Uh, <laughs> you figured but out. I don't think you brought that up from a white black standpoint. No. I can't speak for you. Uh, but I would say the only, my only argument to that would be that I don't think anybody thought that was a good contract either. I mean, I think, yeah, you know, I think most of the people saying you can't pay Nick Chubb that money. There were a lot more people saying you can't pay Jack Conklin that like money. Like my grandmother used to say, that yeah. you, you're spending good money after bad. That's right. That's, oh, yeah. All right, All right guys, Mike. we're going to move on, talk a little Cavs here. Yeah. And if you want to score, you can score in tonight's game when the Cavs take on the Chicago Bulls if you use FanDuel America's number one sports book. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. You can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with FanDuel because they have quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and so much more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS to shoot your shot. FanDuel, an official partner of the NBA, an official partner of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Jason Lloyd and I discussed this last night on the Ultimate Cavs Show, and... Yeah. It's something you actually mentioned in the chat maybe a week ago, mm -hmm. Bull. So I wanted to give you guys an opportunity. Stop G, lifelong Cavs fan, Earl, <laughs> lifelong Cavs fan. When you look at this current Cavs roster, this current iteration of the Cleveland Cavaliers, 2023-2024, winners of 17 of the last 19 games, is this the best non-LeBron James Cavs team you've ever seen? Or does that title go to the late 80s, early 90s Cleveland Cavaliers teams? Man, I don't want to. First of all, I, my, the Duke and knee jerk, I was about to say, of course. I was just going to jump right on. Yeah, these are who they had back in the I ain't going to disrespect them like that. Like, let's be clear. Um, them teams in the 80s. Um, in the 90s, too, they had some good teams. Decent teams in the 90s. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't disrespect them like that. I mean, the Cavs was a really good team. Like, you know what I'm saying? They, had, they just ran into that buzzsaw. There was a lot of good teams back then. You know what I'm saying? So I, I really can't disrespect those dudes. And they get, you know, buzzer beaters by Michael Jordan. And those teams played up against Bird, Magic, Isaiah Thomas, Dominique Wilkins, Patrick Ewing, some of the best top 50 guys of all time. I can't disrespect them <laughs> and just be putting Karis Levert and them up there. I, I, like Sam Merrill, I love Sam Merrill. I can't put Sam Merrill over Mark Price and be like, yo, this is the best I've ever seen. Yeah. Because that would be kind of like, I don't want to get disrespectful. That's kind of disrespectful. They put a lot of work in, and them teams was a couple shots away from going to finals and, and, and competing. So those teams won three playoff series. The Cavs' history without LeBron. There's only four series Four wins. and 14 in the playoffs. Four and 14 in series. In series, yeah, four and 14. Yeah, four and 14. And those teams with Doherty, Price, Nance. Yeah, they won one in the 70s. And then right, three. and those teams won three. Yes. They went to the 
conference finals, I think, once. In the 80s. And the semis and once. Uh, yes. I, off the top of the head, they got rid of they, – they retired Larry Bird, I believe, in 90-something. They retired him. They beat won that series. They won a series against Drazen Petrovic in the Nets. Oh, he was – Nice. Why you put it that way? He said the cast retired Larry oh, Bird. They, they retired. I was like, wait, what? what they, reti- they got him. He was like, back, back, back. He was like, he was sitting on the on the. And then um, they, but other than that, I, I can't think of uh, the other series they that they won uh, in, in, off the top of my head. But um, yeah. By the way, they need to do. You know how they have the show on show the Showtime show with Magic Johnson. Even though a lot of the players don't like it, I, I think it's been good. They need to do. And there is there is Larry Bird is in that. I don't know if you guys have watched it, but they, they have somebody playing Larry Bird. They need to do a Larry Bird one, too, because I am fascinated when I hear other Laker, mostly Lakers players, but other players of his era talk about Larry Bird and like the trash talking he did. And he would get if you if you put a white guy on Larry Bird, he would get pissed off. Yeah, he was like every just, time he'd yell at the other he felt coach. Disrespected. He, he disrespected. Felt disrespected. My dad told me about that. <laughs> so funny to me. I, I was born <laughs> in '87, so yeah. the Cavs teams of the '80s, I know nothing about. So yeah. for me, yeah, I think this current team is the best non-LeBron team ever. I think that. Wait, we, you're making that declaration now? He asked. Your opinion is this okay. the best non-LeBron team that you, wow. he said that you ever saw? Yeah. I was not alive to see those other <laughs> wow. teams. How yeah. can I? How yeah. can I make a declaration? Did you say that you had to saw? You had to see them. It's funny, Earl. That was literally my argument. I said like, I can't argue for an '80s team that I wasn't alive for. Well, like, like people mean, be wanting you know, so, well, how I'm arguing for something I didn't see. There's no. I mean, the Cavs <laughs> well, no, no, haven't had any good teams when you guys have been alive. Earl, here's what LeBron. I did, and if you agree with this, piggyback off. If disagree, you could disagree. Here, here's my argument yesterday, Jason. A, I didn't watch those 80s and 90s teams because I was not alive, not alive, yeah. and also not alive when they won all three. So I physically was unable to watch. So I've gone back. I've seen some clips. I looked at the makeup of those teams and compared it to the makeup of this year's Cavs team to see if they had the requisite pieces to compete at the highest level. In the 80s and 90s, different era. So I took that into consideration. Although I disagree that the Cavs have the – most important ingredients of a championship DNA in today's NBA. I also think the Cavs of the 80s, 90s lack that number one ingredient. And I think when you look at the totality and depth of this year's Cavs roster, they have a better case of making a deep, deep playoff run than those 80s, 90s teams did. Uh, well, I mean, that, those teams, first of all, there's, you're out of pocket if you say this team is better now. Yes. If you said that they could could well, be better, okay, I can listen to that. the potential to be the best. Potential, fine. Earl said they're better already, and there's no way you could say that because they haven't won anything. So, so yes, those teams at least won three playoff series. I mean, ask and, and by the way, with that rationale, yeah, there would be half the country that can never say Michael Jordan is the best player. If you were born in '88 and you, like, yeah, right. You didn't. I mean, yeah, you, I don't. I don't. I don't you like to say that. Like, and now then, it's hard to judge. And and like, you know, I, I I was living in New York. I mean, I wasn't watching a ton of Cavs basketball. Right. Bad job out time. of you, bro. Bad <laughs> job out of you. You knew you could have I this job in those four. Watch the Cavs in the eighties. You knew this was gonna be your future. I, I would disagree. Like, what? What did? What are you saying they didn't have that they needed? You go back to those teams in the late eighties, early nineties, and that was the. Uber, physical, dominant, but you had to have the one guy who, when push came to shove, it was the you know pre-Michael Jordan, but right. the Joe Dumars in that era, and Mark Price, who was way before his time, but, I don't but, think was that caliber. Yeah, but Brad Doherty was a great player. By, by, if you take a look at the rosters and you you set aside 
Donovan Mitchell and you put him over here and like Donovan, you're really good. And you start going down numbers for numbers on the rest of these cats. I, 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 Darius Garland is not better than Mark Price. No chance. Not at all. Yeah, who, who's who's arguing that though? But but and, I'm just saying. And Brad, and and Brad Doherty don't get out is, of pocket. Brad Doherty's better than either of these guys. He's, Brad Doherty was better than Mobley or Allen. Now maybe Mobley will turn out to be better at some oh, point. Maybe, but I, not right. Brad I, Doherty was a stud. I mean, Larry Nance was like a seven foot th- small forward. Like the Cavs had ball players. Like don't get it twisted. Like they was nice. Like I don't, I, 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 I cannot put this team. At, I think the, could this team potentially be better? I think potential possible because Donovan I, is there. I, yes, that's what I was I trying think, to say. But you cut me off when I was making I'm my sorry. point. Go there ahead. you go. I was not born in the '80s. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I, I don't know much about those teams. Yeah. But as I look at this team, this is the best non-LeBron team I've seen. I think this team I has know, the potential the to, be, to be. I'm just answering that based on like how the question was posed. Question like that way. Well. Hey, you asked the no, question. It was, I, it was your the question. The only argument is I didn't off. see them play. Well, that, that's not. Well, then does that the potential to be? Earl, does this team have potential to win more than two playoff series? Yeah. Because I guess that is the exact, equi- uh, exact equivalent to what the 80s, 90s team did. They have this, to win three this playoff team series. team lost a playoff series last year where they were the favorites. I can't remember. Like, did, Bert, did Nance, Doherty, and those guys ever lose a series where they were the, the favorites? I don't, I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't remember it so many years. And then you talk then you'd have to talk about specifically listen, if you if you if you playing in that era, right? Yeah. And there's all these good players. I mean, these yeah. are legends. These ain't like like okay, I like Trey Young. Trey Young not no legend. Like you got Isaiah Thomas and you got you know what I'm saying, you got John Stockton and Magic. Like it just ain't like you know right, let, let me ask you this question then, because I don't know. Is there any player currently on the Cleveland Cavaliers that their game can transcend and they would have been good in that era that you're talking about? Yeah, a lot. Of, I think like that, like they would be. Well, Jared Allen would have fitted well. Jared that, Allen yeah. would have be he he would just be a regular dude down down low. But right. I think Donovan Mitchell would be special. Yeah, I mean Donovan Mitchell's a good enough player I, that guy that good is going to be good in any I mean, era because he, I think he would have been defended harder and he people would be more physical with him. I, he wouldn't be able to score. And that's why you can't compare straight stats because yeah, it's stats, much easier to score now than it was then. Hey, there, there is a there is a large contingency, like, and I know he's only been here a couple of years, but the comment Earl said is is it be paying dividends? It looked like it'd be kind of true. Like Donovan Mitchell might be the second best player in franchise history. <laughs> you said Mike. He might be, <laughs> you I mean, said Mike. He's not better than Kyrie. Oh, that that debate is is Didn't a lot. Did we just all agree last week that Kyrie was that, better? Listen, that yeah, d- but Don, first of all, you there is zero argument for Donovan Mitchell over Kyrie Irving right now. Zero. Why not? Because he's never he won one playoff. Let game. me ask you something: when Kyrie when Kyrie was was with, uh, you're going to make an argument for Donovan Mitchell over this. Kyrie now? Watch this. Let me give you this. That man. is insane. Listen, when you when you had <laughs> when you had waiters. And you had all the mother other random Alonzo G's. The Cavs was winning nineteen twenty games. If Donovan Mitchell would play on those same guys, they would have won nineteen twenty games. Let, let me ask. Come you. on, G. He had let, nobody there. Let me Don't ask. Don't make it seem you. like Donovan Mitchell. Let dude, me ask you. All that matters Don, is the playoffs. You no, know it. Donovan, Donovan Mitchell is the best. Listen, he's the best player on the squad. When you play with LeBron, yeah. you get a bump. You get a boost. Mario Chalmers was rocking back in the day. Right, like, but. 
Like, 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 like Donovan, but players two through nine versus what Kyrie played with a million times. I better. will give, I will give you that. The Cavs have the a Cavs better, have, but, but here's the thing too. People can give you this. Yeah. Kyrie Irving then played with some of the best players in the world. James Harden. He didn't play with LeBron. He didn't, he didn't play with Kevin Durant. He didn't play with Luka Doncic. Yeah. This dude is playing with, with like top 10 players. Agree. Donovan Mitchell is but playing the, but with the, with Max Struess. Oh, come on now. Let's not get <laughs> Darius Garland was an all-star. <laughs> he was an all-star before he came here. And Jared Allen's been a, an all-star caliber player this year. But here's the bottom line. Okay. The bottom line, and there's no debate here. Kyrie Irving played great in the postseason. When it counted. When it counted mm-hmm. and made the biggest shot in the history of the franchise. That is correct. That's Donovan Mitchell has played one playoff series with the Cavs mm-hmm. and he didn't play well. Okay. Against the so, team that was mediocre. But but let's let's not act like before Kyrie did that shot, his 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 MO was he's a volume shooting point guard who does not get his people involved and is injury prone. That was his MO. It's still his MO. <laughs> it's still his MO. Right. But but I'm but not going to His ability to score, right. his ability to handle the ball, Donovan Mitchell can't do that. Here's here's what I'll say. And not this, at that level. This may be this may be a little blast matters. Early. But it's not like I he what he just said is correct, but like we're talking about in a Cavs uniform. Like again, but Kyrie, Kyrie hit the biggest shot. He hit the biggest shot. Yeah. But if it, LeBron James is not on his team, he not even he not even hit. He, you ain't got no shot. To he's take. not even Donovan playoffs. Mitchell hasn't done anything. <laughs> I ain't gonna say he's done anything. Well, LeBron he's not done anything in the playoffs. But I'm not gonna right. say he's right. not done that's anything since he's been here with it, the Cavs. That's all that matters. What, all that matters and, is he's doing Here's the thing: in that jersey, in in that jersey, you talk about Kyrie. I was watching and looking at it the other day. He already didn't score more forty-point games. Bro, than more forty-point games. Most points in the Cavs history in a single matter. game. He's the only other player that went the Eastern guys, Conference guys, player guys. This uh, a of, of the month week. award. Did not get this contentious. How- Num- number one, <laughs> we did this in twenty minutes. Number one, scoring is across the you board to- bigger than it's ever been. Okay, that's so numbers are inflated. Okay. Number two, it's regular season. Okay. You can't if you if you say best Cavaliers ever. I don't even see where there's an argument for Donovan Mitchell. So we just gonna wipe Kyrie. out the regular season for every Cavalier. We gonna focus on the postseason only. Not only, but even if you argue that Donovan Mitchell and the season's not over is having a better regular season than Kyrie ever had, yes. which I might give you, it's the difference is not big enough to overcome what Kyrie's done in the playoffs versus what Mitchell's done. Here, here's here's Mitchell what he had LeBron no. though, man. It's just it's. A, like was, you, so you're gonna totally dismiss what he's done? No, I'm not dismissing what he done, but he had LeBron James. So it's like, more impressive. It's different. Playing great with LeBron or not playing great at all. Donovan Mitchell hasn't played great in the playoffs. He was but, he stunk last year. But you're dismissing. Bull is just focused on the playoffs. playoffs. I'm looking we at his totality, totality in the Cavs in the Cavs jersey. The totality of the, uh, of the he's uniform. He's played two years. Uh, that's how good he's been. Gee, he has he hasn't won any big games. With Kyrie. You, Made the you, biggest shot in the history of the franchise. Here's what I'm saying, though. When yeah. you got listen, when you got LeBron, yeah, there's a reason why he can even get that shot off because there's three other dudes ah, looking so you're at him. Dismiss everything he did. I'm not. Cavs. I'm not dismissing. Kyrie Irving played what eight years as a Cav. So after two years and zero playoff series wins, you're gonna say he's better. Let, than, let than me Kyrie. ask. You, how many? That's crazy. Let me ask you a question. How yeah. many playoff series wins did he get when when LeBron won here? Zero. Because he had nothing around him. 
okay. there's not a player on the planet besides LeBron that would have gone to even LeBron might not uh, LeBron would have. LeBron is the only player in the NBA that could have possibly gone to the playoffs with those with those teams he played with, and you know it. Think about this. They had no talent. Think about Nothing. this. <laughs> Kyrie, Kyrie. You're, let me ask you a question. Uh-huh. That those teams that Kyrie played with before LeBron came back, yeah. you think if, it was, if they had Donovan Mitchell instead of Kyrie, they would have gone to the playoffs? No, not necessarily. Okay, so come on, you know they wouldn't. They it, would. But here's here's the way I'm looking at it. And, and especially, and Kyrie was in the first four years of his career. In, in just two years, I'm just showing you the impact that it's a conversation. Because here's the thing, it's a yeah. difference. Listen, like they what's the name? It's a difference between being a bus driver and a bus rider. They talk about it. Who has who has scored more points as a Cleveland Cavalier? Kyrie Irving or Donovan Mitchell? I mean, he's played there two years. But, well, okay. well but, that's part on. of the argument. But the metrics show you who has more forty points than the Cavaliers. Who cares? That's one Okay, so by the way, he averages more assists. So you can sit up here and say who scored more points than the Cavaliers. That's, a, that's over a career, not a few random games. But but and 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 less than two full seasons, he has more forty point games than Kyrie ever had. To me, that's Kyrie never cares. won Player of the Month. Who cares that's about crazy. Player of the Month? Hey, has Kyrie made a all? Ju- when you're Kyrie- judging players, you're judging. Oh good. Mike, so Mike, okay, so we just gonna have a conversation Mike, based off the postseason at all. Mike is the biggest basketball fan here. Is that oh, fair to say? Go ahead. When you were judging players, have you ever judged them based on most forty point games or Player of the Month wins? Ever. That's on the resume. I mean, it's a tick on the resume, but it's not near the top. It was but, everything you would. Come on, you're judging who's better than who. How you ever think of either of those two stats? Has Kyrie Irving ever made All NBA? I think so. Yeah. But I think I think Donovan Mitchell got cast records for most points in the game, most forty points yes. uh, games in a row. Like, like Kyrie just certain Irving's things got like the that. Record for making big shots and big games. He's he, never averaged twenty eight like like Donovan Mitchell. Kyrie Guys, is a three time All NBA player. Right now. You know that. So you is that first or second team? First, second. one second team, two third teams. Okay, here you go. Kyrie's got one second team, two thirds. Correct. And Donovan Mitchell, for comparison, has uh, one second team. So, now let me ask you this: Those second and third teams, did they come with the Cavs or other teams? Kyrie's second team came in. I got to go back to the tab. He was second team All-NBA in 2019. In 2015, he was third team All-NBA. In 2021, he was third team So he had a third team All-NBA with the Cavs. He has a second team. And he has a second. His second came in 19, which he was with with the Celtics. Celtics. So So how many total... All NBAs is yeah. Three total, Three. one first, two seconds. But how many with the Cavs? Oh, one, just one with the Cavs. And Kyrie has one second, two thirds. Excuse me, one second, two thirds. Right. So, so here's the thing: it's very close. It's very close. I'm not knocking Kyrie. Listen, if you said today, yeah, who's more important? Obviously, it's Kyrie, right? That's why I've said he's gonna get his jersey retired. Some people don't like that, but Donovan Mitchell, to me, he won't. He won't surpass he's not his. Uh, no, he he has to invest and stay. He Kyrie yeah. was here. We we talked about it. Yeah. If a team drafts you, you get that boost. Mm-hmm. We drafted Baker. You gonna get the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. If you a guy that came in and they think you're a mercenary, you gotta overdo it. You gotta you Donovan gotta. Donovan Mitchell's gotta play great when it matters. And so far, he's only had one opportunity, and he hasn't done it. That's, if, that's if, fair. If he wins, a, if he wins, a, if he wins the two series. Are you agreeing that you you putting him over Kyrie? If now? he plays great in the playoffs and the Cavs get win a couple of series, 
then it's a more then you can make an argument. I think right now you can't to me because he's been here two years and played in one postseason and didn't play well. So At the end of the day, man, Kyrie is a great player. Donovan Mitchell is a great player. We've been blessed in Cleveland to have some great players that's not named LeBron James. So it is what it is. Go ahead, Mike. Awesome. Uh, we're gonna move on to our next topic here. And Earl, we got the two one six show coming up tomorrow and while I bring you guys out whiteboards I need you to tell the people what's in the docket for the so tomorrow uh, I think I'm gonna talk a little bit about kind of go back to the conversation we had with Imani Bates when he talked about like basically he hear the noise and he gonna be a superstar we're gonna dub back we're gonna talk about Craig Porter uh, Craig Porter Jr. just got the contract and how he had an unorthodox path uh, to there just to remind people like your journey is your journey to hell with the stats say or or with the non-believers saying, as long as you believe in yourself, you can do that. Talk a little bit about the Browns and then do some Q and a hopefully. So should have some fun. Hey, listen, man, listen, shout out to the summer league squad. Hey, summer league matters. Yeah, I may not think about it and you know, you don't know, but there's a lot of long shots out there just because and I like this Earl. just because a lot of other teams <laughs> haven't done it that way. Mm-hmm. You could be the first team to start using your, your, your G League like that. Why does the G League have to be a throwaway? If you it's not. I mean, there's other teams that have developed players too. But they, but there isn't they, there isn't a main emphasis on it. No, like, it's not it, like it, minor it's, league baseball. Yeah, yeah it's where not you're purposely league. putting them through right. there. You, yeah. And here's the thing: people have told me, "Hey, look, Imani Bates is specifically there because they want to work on certain things." Right? He told me. He said, "Look, they want him to work on some other stuff." Yeah. I think that is is rare that they've had the mindset like, hey, I think the kid could play down, but we want him to work on X, Y, and Z. I think that's a unique perspective yeah, I mean, in basketball. And they have no – he can't play for this team right now. They're too deep. I think he – here's the thing. I yeah. think he – I think he. what Sam Merrill gives you, I think he can give you that. However, there's, there's other things that, like – I think they, they would be like, listen, if I could go ahead and put him in the oven and preheat it to like 375, I can come back next year yeah. and he could potentially They're be They're hoping starter. he can play a bigger role Yeah, down the line. Sure. Uh, we're going to do true and false in one sec, but first, a tiny bit of breaking news. Ohio State has fired Chris Holtman. Do you guys care? Yeah, that's I, – I, that is long overdue. There, I mean, they, that, that is a – listen, that, I'm, a, I'm not going to hate. That was um, a, a mid-American conference type hire. Yeah, they were. They, they, Ohio State, when you had Conley and Odin and all those other guys coming out of it, Ohio State was a major player. This is what happens when you make these little lateral moves like that. I, yeah. I never liked I mean, move. the program's completely off the radar right now. Yeah, we never completely. talk about college basketball, certainly, you know. Happy love day to my babies. Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe – I am anti-Valentine's Day. That's I cool. Happy love day to my babies, though. To my beautiful daughters, I love you, and I hope you all have a great day. I thought today. you were talking about your girlfriends, man. I yeah. said my babies. His babies. <laughs> my babies. Well, kudos for that. I hate the holiday. You didn't say your ladies. My this babies, is a holiday man. basically made up by the card companies to get us to waste money. That don't is, buy Valentine's Day true. cards. Have a conversation with your wife or girlfriend or boyfriend or whoever. Don't buy cards. Don't waste money on it. Just show love. Your family. That's I, I sent you. You should see. Listen, my my wife. She's uh she's an accountant. Last year, I sent chocolate covered strawberries to everybody in her company. Oh my god! Like it was like just an accounting. No, it was like oh. it was like three hundred or something. Damn. But it was just the accounting department. Oh. She came to me the other day and she said, "Babe, 
I do not want you to send Diddy more strawberries. <laughs> <laughs> I, w I would like you to say you keep money in the account. I do not. I don't like that. She doesn't approve of that. She no. Don't, yeah. No. She didn't like that. Not good. All right. So we've been playing true and false in a while. We're going to bring it back today. Yeah. We're not sure if Anthony knows how to do this and oh or play the music. So just bear, bear with us. If you hear something wonky, this is Anthony's true or false directorial debut. And this is a chance for Anthony to uh, flex his directing muscles. Today's contestant. Jared Allen. How well do you guys know Jared Allen? Mm. Does, does, this count, does this count to the record? Like, does we are Earl keeping, have a record column? We are keeping a second three-panel <laughs> chair record book. So this is the G League. I mean, you know, on that show Around the Horn, they keep the record. Right. You know, the record whether is you're record. on once in a while or every day, the records are what they are. So right. I think So we're going to keep this. It's an official record, but it does not count in the four-person panel when we uh, have Tyvis and Jay together. So let's get to Cheers. it with some true and false pocket, on Jared Allen. First one, Anthony. And he played the music. Way to go. True or false, Jared Allen was a five-star recruit coming out of high school. Now, look. Five-star be kind of high. Mike loves these five-star recruits. Five, like, Ronnie James was a four-star. Like, five-star is high. Change my answer. Two falses. All false. All falses. Three falses. That means three incorrect answers. Jay Allen was a five star, the number 15 overall recruit in his recruiting class. 15 overall is five star? I thought it was top 10. I would love to know. You know, nobody, everybody gets all excited about five star and this. I would love to know how accurate those things are. Somebody needs to do a deep dive. That would take forever. You right from my man. In the in NBA, basketball and football, and see how good those ratings. Football are. is they're, not nearly as accurate. Basketball is a lot more. Accurate. There are very good YouTube channels with people who We've do done that. who do like what happened to five yeah. star guys. There's a there's a couple good channels. I'll I'll I'll, I'll swing it to. Basketball is pretty. And accurate. What did you say, Mike? Between football and basketball, football not always accurate. Basketball's pretty accurate. They're pretty good. Pretty good. Okay. For the most part, well, the only reason I remember was when Amani went to the second round. I looked at the top three prospects in each class going back 20 years. There was one other top three guy who hadn't been a first round pick. So, all right. Most of the time, they're, they're pretty accurate. All right, number two. In his lone season at the University of Texas, Jared Allen's Longhorns finished the year with an 11 and 22 record. It's very specific. And all of these are either all true or false. Not no like pass. they were 11 and 23. No, they either were terrible or good. Yeah. yeah. I don't think they was very good. I remember his throw back then. You know, he's not. Uh, go go with this. I think they. I think they made the turn. False. 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 Three falses. And once again, three incorrect answers. <laughs> they were 11 and 22 in his wow. one year. Dang. All right. Everyone's 0 for 2. Easy to keep score when you guys so are still tied. Here's the crazy part about back to the five star. Yeah. How is Kevin Durant a five star and Jared Allen a five star? That that can't be the, that that I guess maybe <laughs> like like maybe Durant grew a lot as a freshman in college. I mean, I mean like five I mean, five star. stars as high as it gets. As long as you're a 98, they're grade you're a 98 or a So ball. how could they so be in the same? It wouldn't be about Durant. It would be more about Jared Allen. Like I, how could he be know, in the same know. stratosphere? Like are who are you comparing that to? Like yeah, that's a good also point. the the ratings are for your college projection. So yeah, they may think you could be a great college center because you're six nine athletic. That's and true. Can develop I into a All right, go I mean Jared Allen's a better NBA player than Bro, he was a college player. Yeah. No, I'm ready. Next up. 
The Brooklyn Nets made Jared Allen a lottery pick, taking him 13th overall in the 2017 NBA Draft. I should just be like, no, he was 13. Lottery, lottery is, is top 15, right? Top 14. 14. G. Bush with true, Earl with false, Bull with false, which means somebody's going to finally get a correct answer. The answer is false. He was the 22nd pick. Yeah. You know what not you a did? lottery guy. Y'all not smart. I know what y'all did. <laughs> you haters. Y'all was like, it can't be false four times in a row. Let me put false or true four times yeah, in a right, row. Right, exactly. was, I should have yeah. did the same thing. I, I was thinking that. Yeah, That's look, why I put false. Man, dang it. I've done that before. Yeah. But all right, next up, Jared Allen's father, Leonard, was drafted by the Dallas Mavericks in the 1985 NBA draft. Leonard Allen. Does Leonard Allen exist? Or did I pull him out of midair? We would have heard this before. False. Falsified records with nuggets. Key to CEO. I got true. Yeah. Bull says true. G says false. Earl says false, which means Bull, you're now in the lead. That is very true. He is the son of a former NBA player, Leonard Allen. He sounds like a member of the paid click affiliates. <laughs> what does that mean? That's that's a syndicate of medium sauce rappers. Okay. <laughs> all right, once again, these are all, all true or all false. There's no hackies. Okay. At 19 years and 182 days, Jared Allen was the youngest Nets player ever to make his NBA debut. Jared Allen has been in the league forever. This guy's an all-star, G. You should do better. You're 0 for 4 so far. I told you I was off, off Jared Allen after he played the way he did in the postseason. <laughs> I'm just now learning his name again. <laughs> Earl says false. Everyone else says true. Earl, you know me too well. It is false. Derek Favors, at 18 years old, was the youngest Nest to ever make Earl his Earl and I are tied, right? Derek Favors It is 2-2-1. Two, two, like, correct. He, he or 2-2-0. Like How many questions left? Three left. Hey, man, we got to watch Earl, man. Earl be up there around the computers when they be making these That's lists, true. dog. That's true. Is there cheating going hey, on? Hey, hey, hey Bull's out of pocket. Yeah, yeah, Bull's out of pocket. <laughs> they don't even put me on the email see, list for two I, and four. I've seen where his desk be at. His desk be close, right by the Jose Altuve situation. <laughs> you know what's funny? We actually made this when Earl was not in the office, but G. Bush was. And I was oh! sick. G. Bush was Dun, 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 dun. And G. Oh, Bush was storing. G. Bush fell asleep. I fell asleep, though. I was out of here. I was like, I almost fell asleep. There was it like, was no, on G. Monday Bush. for the Amani Bates interview. Earl went to do some business. G. waited upstairs on the couch. G. was snoring like a crazy man on the couch. We made it right behind his back. And right. They was like, hey, bro, you work. You did go to sleep. I yeah. was like, man, no, I was up the whole day. I like, know. We thought you was dead. Except was he for aspirating? You know what that is? He was snoring very loudly. Snoring, it's when you snore and then it sounds like you stop breathing. Yes, he was. Yeah, yes, he was doing it. You got sleep apnea. Do you sleep with a CPAP? No. Why do you not sleep with a CPAP? That's how it'd be. Why do you not sleep with a CPAP? Uh, I should. Dude, it would change your life. It's usually covered by insurance. I, I, listen, so I went to one of those sleep studies, right? Yeah. And, um,. It was like, yeah, you be just stop breathing. He was up, he was up to sound like Mike Epps and uh, Friday at the next. Yeah, dude. Do you got the whole next up, next up, we talk about sleep apnea and overtime. Real quick, I wear what's called. You can get that. I started with that. I didn't like it. I use what's called the nose pillows, which just goes into my nose. Go ahead, Mike. My bad. Game changer. You're good. Game changer. Go ahead. Next up, we have three left. Jared Allen made the All Star game one time in his career, 
and he recorded a double-double in his first and only All-Star appearance. True or false? They're all true or all false, right? I can tell you for a fact, and this is absolutely true, he made one All-Star appearance. The question is, did he record a double-double <laughs> or not? Cheaters. I can't remember if he had a double-double. He did it for the Cavs. False for Earl of Pearl. Alright. True for Adam the Bull. Which means we will have a new leader. G. Bush, are you just passing on this question? <laughs> G. Bush says false. G. Bush is on the board. It is false. Which uh. means Earl has taken the lead over Bull by one. It is three for Earl. Two for Bull. One for G with two I questions I thought G already had go. one, no? He has two. You're right. Yes. G has two. Yeah. I'm keeping score by myself. Alright, so three, two, two. Still three, two, two with two questions left. Everyone is still alive. Question number seven. As a freshman in high school, Jared Allen ordered all the parts and built his own computer. True or false? First inclination was to write true. Like the dirty guy. That sounds like some baloney that Mike would make up. So you can say BS because I feel the same way you feel. <laughs> Earl says but false. Mike would think that we would think it would G be BS. G says true. true. I'm saying true. The answer's true. It is 3-3-3 going into the oh, last question. Oh, yeah. Has this ever happened before? I don't think we've ever had yeah. a three-way tie. A three-way tie heading into the last question? Going into the last question. This is this is unprecedented. Steve Becker, I know you're watching. Send me a Jared Allen tiebreaker that we will come back to at the end of the show if you guys Give do not declare a national number winner. we have to pick. I, if we do numbers, I'll have a number one. All right, this is the last question that I have prepared. It is 3-3-3. Three to three to three means all you guys don't know Jared Allen that well, and hopefully you learn better. True or false, Jared Allen has the same number of career games with three three-pointers made as Evan Mobley. That's false reply, right? That man ain't pulling like that. Bull hasn't blinked since the question came on the board. He's in deep thought here. What's going to do, Bull? What's going to do, Bull? G. Just, Bush says false. I just saw him shoot two bricks the other night. True! Oh! Says true. So if the Jeez, answer's true... The big comeback to win, or Earl and I have overtime. If the answer's true, we go to overtime. If the answer's false, G. Bush has pulled off the miraculous comeback. Oh, Anthony, give me hey, a drum roll, please. There it is. Let's get it done. I'll Hit the you. button. It's false. Yeah. G. Bush has pulled off the comeback. G. Bush from the I depths win. of despair. Hey, we blew a 3-1 lead. <laughs> you can now add Bull me and, and Bull Earl blew a to, the, lead. to the Warriors who blew leads. G. Bush that pulled out the Batman reference job, on Monday's show. G. Bush, that was the equivalent of Batman climbing dog, out of three, the one, hole. You came Dark back and got the victory. How you feel today? Hey, man, I want to just thank, uh, you know, said my coaches for putting me in a position to make plays. Man, my teammates, they work every day hard, man. We really we came out and, and we just executed, man. We we were down and we went into the locker room early and we just told everybody that, that we worked too hard in all season for this. So well, I want to thank everybody in the crowd. It was great today, too. I'm um, behind the team and um, I'm just looking forward to the opportunity uh, for next week. We play a really good team and uh, we'll be ready to go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Earl of Pearl from the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. You, this is your man, G. Bush, the true and false winner. We'll see you next time. Hi, Mom. That was impressive, G. Congratulations <laughs> on pulling off that come-from-behind upset. That was a good win. We yeah. have a fun topic we're going to end the show with before we do some Super Chats and a little Black History Month. 
Update, but first, our last word from our dear friends over at FanDuel. You can get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your team wins. You can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and so much more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash UCSS and shoot your shot. FanDuel, an official partner of the NBA an official partner of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Guys, it is Valentine's Day. I know, Bull, you're not a fan of the holiday, but it is time to give a special appreciation to some special people in your respective lives. So we wanted to put a little sports twist on this. So I asked you guys this morning to give me your all-time Cleveland sports crush, which was a non-star, a player that you were a bigger fan of than most. And, Earl, do you want to start us off here? And it's essentially an excuse to talk about some of our favorite all-time old-school players or current players. the, the, Could it be a star? Told, no stars. Could it be a no star? Elite players. So, uh, so put Nick on there. My 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 fandom because I told him I wasn't using the word crush. Yeah, uh, he would J. not R. play Smith. along. Ooh, wait a second. Jr. Smith. Earl, no, it, no, you got to get over that. It's Jr. Smith. Why? Couldn't couple you say reasons. Crush? Couple couple reasons. His name is Earl. My name is Earl. Right. Like his whole swag, the tattoos, the just the yeah. personality. I right, really don't give a damn. What other people think about him, mm. you know, he just he he kind of like marched to the beat of his own drum. If you go back and you watch the uh, the the J.R. Smith highlights, whether he was in New York, Denver, or in Cleveland, his highlight tape is stupid. Like J.R. Smith is just a real one. So, did you like the show? My name is Earl. Did you watch that? Uh, a couple times. A couple times. I, I the whole Earl thing and like people, you know, go about Earl the Pearl. Did you know who Earl Monroe is? Yes, yes, I I know I the whole so. yeah. G. Bush? I don't know why. This was very easy. Everybody could have guessed this. You know, I could have went with a lot of people. Baker like, Mayfield. Uh, no. <laughs> no I could have went with uh, Dewan Jones. I could have went with that. I could have went to, uh, you know, I could have went to uh, Taki Taki. Right? Taki Taki? Yeah, I like him. He's a, he's a, he's a, uh, I like him. He's a solid citizen. I like but that But you went guy. with Imani Bates. Of course, you looked at my notes. <laughs> Imani Bates was on. See, listen, hey, Jason, I saw what you said yesterday. You almost gave him a compliment. We're working on it. We're wearing you down. You almost, you was almost there, but then you had to, re, you just had to just, listen, you had to take a back step. You, you took the step back jumper. It was like, we have to talk about Imani Bates all the time. Listen, get used to it. You're going to talk about it. Listen, it don't matter if you're going to play this year because guess what? I've already hedged my bets. Porter just got a deal. Merrill is balling. I, I, I got two out of the three, right? So here's the thing. I like I like Imani Bates because there's a lot of times we be telling these these young kids like they be having issues or problems, and they just wanna they they, they don't wanna they don't wanna show them that yeah you can have some issues but you can be rehabilitated. You can come and still work hard. Everything that he said in his interview validated what I thought I had to get in front of him and see how he was when he's answering questions and Earl asked him some tough questions. You know, he said, "Hey, guess what? We thought uh, you know, you, you people say you're a second round pick, you in the G League, those guys don't pan out how you say about that." He said, "You know, we're going to come back and revisit that because I'm going to be a guy of confidence. I asked him what, did, what do they want him to work on. He said it's all about the defense end of the course. So I think the dude going to show up. I think he's going to show out. And next year, um, Jason Lloyd, you ain't got to say his name yet, but you will be writing articles next year, and it will be for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yo, he was a really, really interesting uh, interview. 
And it ain't really just no, like, stick with me, but I really be interested in a person. You know, I'd have been through a lot myself. Like, I used to be a troublemaker, and I used to be a dude that was always counting out people saying, man, he ain't going to be shit, he ain't going to make nothing out of himself. Like, it's going to be as good as it get. And so when people go through stuff and they get the opportunity to redeem themselves, like, those are the things that's more intriguing to me. Like, we all know Imani Bates can hoop, but I want to know where you at mentally as a man at, at 20 years old already going through the stuff that you've been through and having to overcome it. And I thought he uh, carried himself well, and I thought he did a great job of answering the questions. He's damn sure uh, a person that got a lot of like confidence in himself and believed that he can maximize on his potential. All right. There you go. I'm up. Uh, so I picked two guys. Miles Straw? <laughs> <laughs> and both of these guys haven't been in Cleveland in, in a little bit of time. But uh, my two guys are, you got a graphic for both of them? Or there you go. Joe Schobert and Mike Napoli. So Mike okay. Napoli was only here one year. Mm-hmm. But he just took over that clubhouse the year the Guardian, or the Indians at the time, went to the World Series. We had everybody had the party in Napoli shirts. Like he was an electric personality. I got a chance to meet him at a charity softball game, and I talked with him for like an hour, and he was just awesome to talk baseball with. Uh, so he was up there. And then Joe Schobert's on there because I thought, and I've said this before, I thought Joe Schobert was going to become my first uh, active athlete that was a friend. I have former athletes that are friends, but I've never had an active athlete that was a friend. And when Joe first joined the Browns, we end up interviewing him a lot on the Bull and Fox show because he was always willing to talk. And he is a big Marvel movie fan, and so am I. So we really bonded on that. And he and I would talk after the interviews for a while. And I was like, I think Joe Schobert and I are going to become friends. But we didn't become friends. Uh, I never I, got his phone number. I like. I used to like uh, Mike Napolis. Like, I used to be the person when he used to hit the walk-off home yeah. runs. Party at Napolis. <laughs> right, exactly. That was my boy, man. He was A couple cool. of other guys I considered but did not put on there. Honorable mention. Let's go. Rajay Davis. CJ Miles. Remember when he was on yeah, the Cavs? I liked it. Yeah. He was like the one Cav that would come on our show regularly. He was really cool. And, uh, um. Uh, Jackson? What's that? DQ? Was he too good? But Dequel was too good. Yeah, Dequel was way too good. Yeah. Dequel was a superstar. Oh, and uh, Jason Giambi for the, that time he was here. He oh. had a walk-off homer. It, it was, was it 2014 when they went to the wild card? The Guardian, the Indians that year had to win, I think, their last 11 games to make the playoffs, and they did. And in the final week of the season, they were losing in the bottom of the ninth, and Giambi hit a walk-off home run. I was at the stadium against the White Sox. And the play, it was for a regular season game. It was as crazy as I've ever seen it. And obviously, because it's the Indians regular season, it wasn't packed. But it was crowded the more than usual because they, it was like the last week and they had to win every game to make the playoffs, and they did. And he hit that walk-off homer, and everybody went bananas. It was so cool to see that in person. Man, I, I used to have a dude. I, I used to think this dude was going to be the truth. Ooh. Evan Moore. I, like, I like him too. I was like, he like six Evan nine Moore. or something. Yeah. I'm like, we gonna throw him the rock. We, I thought he was gonna be the truth, and uh, he never did. I remember uh, the other day, me and Ant was upstairs talking. Man, Grady Sizemore. I used to think Grady, Grady was, was kind of good. He was a superstar. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, but but I, I thought, man, I thought Grady was gonna you, be. He him. was, but then he just went like, off the cliff. You you just you just meant Bull said something twice. Like, yeah, he's right. There, like, there's a whole topic in there about like superstars only in Cleveland. 
Like, because that's a, like a distinction. Like, yeah, is, that's was, true. Grady Sizemore was a superstar. But, that's not but, fair. Like in, but he but, was an all-star. Like, Dequel Jackson. Dequel, for, for us, like, there needs to be a distinction. For us. That's true. He was a superstar. Like, if you, like. Right. If there's levels, like, Dequel wasn't Nick Chubb or Miles Garrett level. Right. But he was a Pro Bowl player. Yeah, like he, like even Joe. Superstar's too strong, but he was a pro. Like I, Joe Schumper was a Pro Bowl <laughs> player. That's true. He was. But I feel like DeQuell was a legit Pro Bowl. Oh yeah. Schumper no. was like a bunch of guys canceled, so they <laughs> DeQuell was no, like D- there was like three legit. four years where he, he legit, maybe legit. more where he led the league in tackles. Yeah, like, like he was every yeah. year. Like he yeah. made every play. Yeah, he was awesome. He and the Browns awesome. defense sucked, and they had he had no head. It was like him and Aiden, and that was about it. I actually My, talked to DQ the other day for the first time in a while. He's doing well. Says what's up to everybody. I know we miss him. I know we miss him too. He can't come on the show when that he's sucks. with the Browns, which is a, a bummer. But all right, you got some super chats. We got two oh, super chats. Oh, you got chats. your players who? Oh, I was gonna do Sam Merrill because I will stand for Sam Merrill to the end okay, of time. Yeah. Hey, there's a couple other guys. You guys mentioned a lot of good ones. Any excuses to talk about old players we liked watching? And I know Merrill and Bates are, are current, but I always think it's worth just however you get the, into that discussion. By the way, Sam Merrill it. is going to be. Uh, uh, he's going to become a household name, I'm going to say it right now, in the playoffs. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Uh, the league's going to love him because he's going to he have a game where he hits about four or five threes, and they're going to go crazy. Sam Merrill, three-point assassin at night. Investment banker during the day. <laughs> Off top. We got two Off super top. chats. And Merrill then Lynch. Pass the mic to Earl for his, uh, his yeah. spotlight of the day. But two super chats. First one comes from Adam Majette. He says, Earl's about to have Bull living in the trap with its playlist. That was in reference to the. Living in the big, what? In the trap. Living in the trap. What does that mean? I listen to trap music, not rap music. What does that mean? You'll find out on your ride home <laughs> okay. today. And uh, You'll find out when you listen. says, Earl and G are out of pocket on this Kyrie Donovan oh, yeah. argument. they were way out of pocket. So, <laughs> hey man, that those are I... two Super Chats. Earl, it is officially the floor is yours for your spotlight of the day. For Black All right, Street. let me pull that information up real quick. Uh, so, the Daytona 500 is this weekend. Me being a NASCAR guy was only right. Uh, Wendell Scott, 1963, became the first black driver to ever win a NASCAR event. After competing in local circuits in the Virginia area, Scott gained his NASCAR license in 1953 becoming the first black racer to compete with the promotion. He debuted on the Grand National Series level in 1961. In 64, he won the Jacksonville 200, uh, becoming the first black driver to win in NASCAR's highest level. He led the race for 27 laps, but still had to protest for his win as the checker flag was not initially raised to recognize his victory. One more thing, this Sunday is the 500. I really, really hope Bubba Wallace could become the first black driver ever to win the Daytona 500. Is he the only black driver in in NASCAR? Currently in NASCAR, uh, top circuit, yes, he yeah. is. So uh, I'm cheering for him. I hope I hope we get it done. Dude, I I think this is too. I think Earl. The, people don't understand. 
I think Earl is groundbreaking. Earl, I believe, is the only person in the Cleveland sports media ever to have locks. Might be. So is that true? I, I'm, you go down the list. I don't know. Listen, ever. I yeah, mean, y'all been in the Cleveland sports media longer. Generally, than I, I, generally speaking, you know why you know, I would bring that up because a lot of times they'll tell you like when you were supposed to be on TV or something, they let you. Oh, you got to be clean cut. You can't, right. you have a fade. You can't have. Yeah. You got cut that in. There. Well, between Earl's hair and my uh, beard, neither neither. Right. Oh yeah, right we we breaking a lot I got of rules. This grubby beard. Uh, I'm trying to think. So, well, let's see. Let's think of black members of the sports media in Cleveland since I've been here. Besides you guys, you got uh, Gerard and Emmett nope. at K and R. Those guys don't. No. Nope. Uh, you had the BSK. Nope. Andre not. No. Nope. Andre not. No. Mm-mm. Andre's bald, isn't he? Where was BSK from? Um, he was from uh, Cleveland, Cleveland, wasn't he? Yeah. I, Former. He was. He went to OU too. Who? Who else? I can't. Um, Ronnie Duncan. Shout out to Ronnie Duncan. He's in Detroit now. Yeah. He, there was uh, a, a sport. I can't remember his name. Um, I think he's in D.C. now. He did sports here for like a year or two recently, but he was, he was a big dude. You he know who, bald head. I can't you, remember his name. You know who blew up? Um, and I don't even know. Like, the, the, it used to be your intern, Miles. He's yeah. like on the NFL, you know, on, on uh, Monday morning. That's my guy. So, is it Monday morning quarterback? PFF. PFF. Uh, oh, no, no, no. Not PFF. Pro football. Uh, pro football. Mike Florio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pro there? football talk. Yeah, he's. He's not black. Not oh. Mike Florio, Miles. Miles, Miles. He was, he was, we've had him on he, the show. He started, <laughs> he started his career as an intern right, right. on my show. Yeah. And he was the only in, intern I keep in touch with because the rest of them were useless. Miles, I love that kid. I he keep calling the, him a kid. He's like 30 now. He, what, did he win? And when, I think he worked for the Rams. He worked for the Rams. And yeah. I'm like, man, they, they got he, great, great family. Hey, man, you talk about like living your dreams, being black from the inner city, covering sports in your city. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.